0: Happy ending massage. You guys, I've been thinking about this a little bit recently because I hadn't fully experienced one of these ever. And I was wondering why, because I have used massage for many, many things in my life. So it's massages are not inherently sexual, but they can be sexual and I have a very awkward personality. I'm a very awkward person. And so during my sluttiest days in like college, around that time, around college time, I would use massage as an instigator to keep things going and get sexual. Because that's like one of the only tricks that I've honestly ever had up my sleeve. I'm just not somebody who can make things happen. And if my, the other person isn't making things happen, well, that's one of the, that's one of the few things I would do, but I was always using it as a tool. I wasn't really enjoying it or using it for my own pleasure so much. And while I love getting a massage, even if it's like a little pathetic thing, I will always accept, accept massage, right? I had never asked for or pursued getting an intense amazing intimate massage with massage oil and then an orgasm afterwards until recently and oh my fucking god i don't know how i've waited so long because like the relaxation and the zen and everything that comes from like an hour full body massage with massage oil when you're just like chilling and then an amazing orgasm after, oh my God, I was, I slept like a motherfucking baby after that. A baby, ah, oh, it's so great. It was so great. And we trade off. So I've done this for, for Andrew like many times, like a full massage and a hand job or, or a full massage and a blow job because he's always expressed loving this. Like that's one of his favorite things. And just for me, I just always asked for a massage with no happy ending. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Don't ask me why. It just never really seemed to be something that would be all that great for me. And then when I finally was like, yeah, let's try it. Oh, never go back. Never go back. Mm. I don't know why it took me so long because I've used massage for so long as an avenue. But I never use it fully for my pleasure. This needs to be like a bigger thing. I think the first time I did it, I turned around to Andrew and I'm like, you want to start a business selling that? Because... oh my god she's such a slut that ellie ray all she does is talk about sex (sighs) so let's talk about fantasies and this episode is not gonna just be about fantasies in general I really wanted to go through some of the popular fantasies because I think it's a really interesting subject. So, Justin LaMiller, author of a book called Tell Me What You Want, published in 2018, led the biggest study on fantasies ever done in America. This study had a total of 4,175 Americans. From all 50 states, ages 18 to 87, inclusive to all genders, races, political setting, etc., of all different relationship types, pretty much as much diversity as possible. And he spent two years gathering information and analyzing the information, and then he wrote the book, Tell Me What You Want he has been open about the findings of the study and he talks about them and I wanted to kind of go through them the top seven sexual fantasies so we're going to start with number seven and we're going to work our way to number one so number seven it includes flexibility homoeroticism and gender bending all in number seven so this was all the seventh ranked fantasies of that people had and I actually was most... I think this one surprised me the most. Yeah, this one and number six surprised me the most. Because, I don't know, I guess I didn't really expect them to show up. But it also doesn't surprise me. Because so many people I talk to have these. Maybe not flexibility. I don't run into that one as much. But so many people that I run into have these fantasies and it's like so fun to talk about and it's so interesting to see I think this one is most interesting just due to the political and social climate that we live in today making this like such a hot button fantasy that it's almost more risky to talk about or open up about than something like a threesome or bdsm number six get ready for this one because this is the next one that surprised me the most passion and romance it's interesting to me that passion and romance show up on the top seven most fantasy, like most common fantasy list just because vanilla sex, normal vanilla conservative sex is painted out to be about romance. In my mind, anyway. It's it's supposed to be more romantic. But if you are not expanding on your sexual horizons it can be really easy to lose those things so the more i thought about it the more i was like i guess this really makes sense and that's kind of sad but it it really makes sense and i do want to note about this one that more than half of the participants reported these fantasies which tended to be about particular individuals that are former partners distant partners or deceased this is kind of what really solidifies this fantasy I think this is the thing that really kind of makes it what it is because the grass is always greener on the other side you always want what you can't have and so if you remember having passionate sex with an old partner it's easy to find yourself fantasizing about that right it's easy to find yourself like oh my god that connection was special I missed that and fantasize about it so that really tracks in my head I can really understand that one number five Non monogamy and partner sharing. More than two thirds reported this one, which also is not surprising, uh, especially due to in the last like five or six years how much more common that these terms have become and how much more people are willing to talk about them. So that one's kind of fun, that one's kind of interesting, and I totally relate. <laughs> relate. Number four, taboo or forbidden sex. This is interesting to me because I actually thought that this would be higher, but three and four are kind of playing with the same ideas in my own head and how I look at them, so I uh, probably would have assumed them to be flipped around. So three would be four and four would be three. But number four, taboo forbidden sex. So voyeurism, 60%, voyeurism is when you're watching a sexual act or when you're like, It can be watching without them knowing that you're watching. That can be the exciting part. It can be them knowing you're watching. It can be just literally seeing something sexual in front of your eyes. Or, yeah, it can be all sorts of different things. But it's essentially watching sex. So that was 60%. That's, like, pretty high in my mind. Okay, exhibition, 42%. Exhibition is having people watch you, getting off to being watched, putting on a show, having sex in a car where people can see, or being the center of attention at a party, or all sorts of things. And I really tapped into this one myself when I started my OnlyFans, and when I realized how much I enjoyed people watching me be sexual. And in so many of my fantasies, I am... The I I being watched by like a bunch of people like that's probably my number one fantasy so it co- my number one fantasy probably inc- like includes a couple different ones it's gonna be like group sex and or multi partner sex because like I want a lot of people there I want to be watched I want power dynamics like I want a lot of these things all to kind of come together anyway and then the third part to taboo or forbidden would be like fetishes so feet or underwear, and that was at 45%. Number three, sexual novelty and adventure. So oral sex and anal sex play top to these sexual novelty acts, which to me, oral sex is so day-to-day that it's a little wild to me to think about how it is considered novel. Anal sex, I definitely see, which somebody else could be like, well, anal sex is day-to-day for me. How is that novel? Oral and anal play top the list, right? And then also under the same category of sexual novelty and adventure, over half reported public sex. Mm, I can get on board with that one. Number two, BDSM. Here it is. At number two, you guys, we've successfully driven it up. I don't know. It's probably always been at the top. A whopping 96% of women and 93% of men reported daydreaming about BDSM. I love it. I love to hear it. Over three three fourths of them reported for bondage. One third frequently fantasized about bondage. One half fantasized about discipline. 20% 20% fantasize about discipline often. More people fantasize about submission than domination, which I think is fascinating. Excited that there is so much more information about these things out there now that people can healthily look into getting to experience these things without feeling so alone in these fantasies that's what's beautiful about this entire study though isn't it that we are seeing that we are normal (laughs) for having these fantasies and it's actually abnormal to not have these fantasies wild so everything that we have felt all the shame all the guilt about these things it's actually totally unnecessary now I want to give a little bit of a content warning for the rest of this episode. I am going to discuss some possibly triggering subjects. So if you would like to, you can turn the podcast off now. These topics, if you want some more information, I am going to mention forced sex and rape. If you would like to, you can turn the podcast off now. Alright, so we are still on BDSM as the number two fantasy. The last statistic for this one is that two-thirds of women fantasize about forced sex and one-half of men fantasize about forced sex. Number one, are we ready for it? We're ready for it. Multiple partners and or threesomes and or more sums and or gangbangs basically the number one fantasy is everybody out there wanting just like a big sexual experience with more people than just one partner mmm threesomes are such a big deal to a lot of people the numbers represent so 87% of women and 95% of men fantasize about multiple partner sex same there you have it the top 7 most popular sexual fantasies I really wanted to go through those I think that it's not only fun it's educational And it also gives me an opportunity to talk about some of the other things that have to do with fantasies and some notes about having sexual fantasies, which are, why do we have sexual fantasies? If we're really truly being sexually satisfied, should we be having sexual fantasies? Is that healthy? Do we need them? Does it mean that you're not a good partner or not good at relationships? No, no, no. For people who are very satisfied in their sexual relationships, sexual fantasies really expand the horizon of what you could possibly do. It's new things, it's a new adventure, that doesn't mean you're unsatisfied with it, right? And that goes, you can, you can compare that to so many different things in your life. You know, you can have a great education and still want to keep learning, but just because you're having sexual fantasies and wanting to explore does not mean that you are not sexually satisfied, it just means that you're interested to keep expanding and keep learning and it's totally healthy. Now, for people who are not sexually satisfied in their relationships or as a single person, sexual fantasies really fill in the gaps and really let them fantasies and fantasize and use their imagination and explore things in their minds that can be really fulfilling and really satisfying and it really fills in some of the gaps that they're experiencing in their life so no matter who you are it makes a lot of sense to have sexual fantasies and want to explore and want to think through these things and it's healthy and it's good (laughs) for everyone and it's good to be exploring your sexuality Another thing is that some sexual fantasies might go out of moral boundaries. That does not mean you're an immoral person and I cannot stress this enough. Sexual thoughts, thoughts are not actions. Thoughts are not actions. Having a sexual thought that goes outside of the bounds of what is allowed is absolutely normal. Sexual fantasies allow us to explore our imaginations and our creativity without boundaries because we're not hurting anyone with the thoughts inside of our heads. Actions are very different and while there are avenues that you could potentially try out some of some of these things that doesn't mean that you have to. Fantasies can remain fantasies, and many times people want their fantasies to remain fantasies, especially on the topics and the type of fantasies such as forced sex. A lot of times it can be exciting to think about these things in the moment. It can be exciting to have these kind of things in your mind and explore the ideas and never lift them out, and that's totally okay. Having these sexual fantasies do not does not make you an immoral person or a bad person it does not mean that you want anything bad to happen to you or another person or your partner they are just thoughts they are just fantasies they are just your imagination and it's a passion topic for me because i hate the shame and the feelings the bad feelings that can come with having normal healthy life thoughts and experiences i've personally really struggled with self-acceptance and you know is this okay to fantasize about thoughts and it's not easy to get through those things but i'm here to tell you that just because you're interested or in fantasizing about or even trying out some something along the lines of cnc which is consensual non-consent forced sex kind of a scene because you're fantasizing about that or because you're interested in trying out that fantasy does not mean that you want to be assaulted it's okay to have these fantasies and these thoughts and experiment with these things and it can help to really know some of the underlying desires that come with that so on the surface it might look like cnc or a forced sex scene there are so many underlying reasons to wanting this type of sexual experience such as the power flow in a cnc scene is so intense. You can feel it vibrating in the entire room. To feel the kind of power that comes with it, it's not something that you feel in your day-to-day life. It's really something you can only tap into in curated, like specific, talked about scenes like something like this. It's not something that you get normally it's an it's a crazy intense sensational emotional overload and it's amazing it can be amazing that can be the draw and also a big draw for something like forced sex or cnc the feelings of desire that come with those actions feeling so desired so desirable so intensely that they have to take you they have to have you that's another huge 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 reason that people have this fantasy in the first place is they want to feel that desirable they want to feel that sexy they want to feel that needed and that is the easiest and the best and the first way that comes to mind is that raw need coming from a partner that raw desire coming from a partner and that can look like rough sex that can look like consensual non-consent can look like so many different things the point of this is that these fantasies are totally normal. There are so many reasons for them. Rant over. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Sugar Pussy. I hope that you guys learned something or got something out of it or maybe are thinking of new fantasies to try yourself or to think about yourself. And I hope you guys have a lovely week. This is Sugar Pussy. I am your host, Ellie Ray. As always, Send an episode you've enjoyed to a friend, follow, subscribe, listen every week, don't miss an episode, follow on Instagram and on Twitter, DM me with any questions, topics, or comments you have about the show. I love feedback. That is all for this episode. I will see you guys next week.